Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. Hello, Bayside. It's Mark Connor here, and really good to be sharing with you today. How good is it to be out of lockdown? My goodness, restrictions starting to ease. Uh, who would have thought that the world's most livable city would become the world's most lockdown city, Melbourne? But you know what? We will be back. And you can kind of sense Melbourne emerging out of hibernation. And I'm sure, uh, like me, you're enjoying catching up with family and friends and getting back to life a little bit as normal. So I hope you're well and uh, really good to be sharing with you today. A big shout out to Pastors Rob and Christy and the rest of the team for leading so well during these crazy times over the last year or so. Uh, thank you so much for serving us so well. Also a big shout out to our media team who have done a phenomenal job uh, keeping us connected through the various uh, technological aspects of uh, our world today. Uh, and so thank you very much for how well you've served the church during this time. Uh, we really do appreciate that. Uh, over the last year or so, I've been uh, sharing a number of messages just focused on your personal well-being. And so I shared a message on how to nurture your emotional well-being. We looked a little bit at the area of physical health and also at improving our relationships. And so I thought today, end of November, coming towards the end of another year, uh, we'd look at another aspect. And so today I'd like to talk to you about how to nurture your spiritual well-being. And by spiritual well-being, I mean our, our connection with God, as well as our sense of meaning and purpose. And so looking forward to sharing that with you today. Uh, you know, as you read the Gospels, uh, it's interesting to look at the life of Jesus. You know, Jesus didn't just come to die on the cross. He actually came to show us how to live. And so I love reading the Gospels and reflecting on the life of Jesus. And I think sometimes as we do so, we think Jesus is this kind of ministry machine going 24-7, uh, delivering sermons and praying for people, healing people, training disciples. You get this idea of this flurry of activity. But if you just slow down a little and read the narratives between all the teachings and the miracles, you'll find that Jesus had some habits that I think really helped to nurture his own spiritual well-being, as well as his sense of meaning and purpose. And one of those habits is this uh, regular retreating, uh, self-isolating as you will, would, and uh, spending some time alone in solitude. I'll give you a couple of examples. Matthew 14 verses 13 says this, When Jesus got the news, he slipped away by boat, to an out-of-the-way place by himself. Uh, John the Baptist, his cousin, had just been killed. And so you can imagine he's got some grief, some loss, some sadness, some disappointment to process. And so he slips away by boat to an out-of-the-way place by himself. Just a little later in the same chapter, Matthew 14, 23, after Jesus dismissed the crowd. Isn't that an interesting line? Sometimes we've just got to dismiss the crowd. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. He's setting some boundaries. He went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. Now, Jesus loved the crowd, but there's a time to dismiss the crowd and just to have that time of solitude and silence and quiet. It's interesting, Jesus loved the water and he loved the mountainside. There's something about water that's therapeutic for our soul. And there's something about getting up on a hill or a mountain, just seeing above everything. It gives you a, a fresh sense of perspective. Uh, a couple more examples. Luke 6, 12, one of those days, Jesus went out 
to a mountainside to pray, spent the night praying to God. Now Mark 1.35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, left the office, left the building and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So this isn't just a once-off thing. All through the Gospels, you'll notice Jesus has this habit, this ritual of getting some time aside. And I believe it was during these times that he connected more deeply with God, uh, the Father, but also gained fresh perspective for his life. Often he'd be away and then he'd come back and the disciples would go, where you been? Everyone's looking for you. He says, hey, it's time to go on to the next village. And so where did he get that perspective? I believe it was from pulling aside and having this habit of silence and solitude. This might seem like an unusual message after we've been locked down for so long and we're just now glad to be back with family and friends, which is great. But you know, a healthy life has a balance of activity and rest, of community, as well as solitude, of being with people and also having time by ourselves just for that extra spiritual connection and that tapping into a sense of meaning and purpose for our lives. You might have heard the, the funny story of um, a group of people moving through a jungle and they need to make a pathway. And so all the managers are there and they've got everything really, really well organized. All the machetes are sharp, the rosters are working, there's refreshments, there's first aid if needed, and they're moving through the jungle and the managers are really pleased. The leader is the person who climbs a tree, looks around and goes, whoops, wrong jungle. But the managers are saying, but we're making such progress. What's the the point? Uh, It's not leadership versus management, but sometimes we can be so busy managing our lives. We can get caught up in the jungle of the busyness of seeing people and responding to emails and getting to appointments and paying bills. and, And life can become a bit of a jungle. Every now and then we need to climb a tree and look around and going, are we heading in the right direction? You know, it's very easy to be dominated by the clock. And the clock is a wonderful instrument. It tells us what time it is. And the clock is often about speed. But there's another instrument called the compass. And the compass is not about speed. It's about direction. And you you can be going very, very fast. But if you're heading in the wrong direction, then you're not actually being effective. And so this habit of retreating, of pulling aside, of taking some time to be still and to think and to reflect is a way of getting the compass out and going, Uh, Am I heading towards my true north? Am I going where I want to go? Or am I just caught up in a flurry of activity? I believe Jesus' habit of pulling aside was a way for him to climb a tree, as it were, and just see uh, above all the jungle of ministry and life that so easily consumes us. Uh, you know, one of the challenges for us to do this is, is the dominance of distraction in our age. Uh, there's an interesting story in Luke 10. There's Mary and Martha. Uh, they both loved Jesus. They were both following Jesus. But you know the story. <laughs> Martha was busy and, and distressed and distracted by so many things. Uh, Mary took time for that one thing that was needful at that moment, to, to sit at Jesus' feet and to hear his word. It's not Martha versus Mary. You can't be Mary all the time, but sometimes we can get so busy doing the work of the Lord that we neglect the Lord of the work. And Jesus says, you know, right now, Mary has chosen that one thing and it will not be taken away from her. And so like Martha, we can be so easily distracted by all the things we need to do. 
that we don't take time to sit and to pause. You know, a few uh, years ago, there was a Time magazine and article, and it was talking about distraction being the dominant condition of our time. You know, we can be online 24-7, which means we've got inputs coming from every direction, and we can be continuously distracted. And so the answer, according to this magazine, was something called mindfulness. You might have heard about it. It's, it's a bit of a buzzword today in health and in business and in sport. Learning to be still, learning to reflect, learning to meditate, learning to be mindful. You know, sometimes uh, followers of Christ hear about mindfulness and think, well, that sounds a little bit like Buddhism or a little bit Eastern uh, in, its, in its religion or its roots. But the truth is uh, we have some great traditions in this area of mindfulness and meditation in our own faith as followers of Jesus. In fact, in Genesis 24, as hundreds of years before the Buddha lived, uh, Genesis 24, 63, it says, One evening as Isaac was walking and meditating in the fields. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Isaac inherited all of his father Abraham's wealth. Abraham was a, an owner of many, many thousands of herds and livestock, extended family, was probably a trader in that nomadic space. And so Isaac has a lot on his plate, all the family to look after, all of the, the business to run. And yet here he is walking and meditating in the fields. And so there's a great tradition in Judaism, but also in Christianity of having this habit of pausing, of being still, of meditating. You know, the Hebrew word meditate means to ruminate, to roll over in the mind, to ponder, to analyze, to contemplate to rehearse in one's mind, to reflect and to consider deeply. And so there's a great benefit in uh, responding to the many distractions of our time in taking some time to be still, to be alone and to meditate and to reflect. But by meditating, we increase our awareness of God. Just being aware. You know, the, the truth is we don't lack the presence of God. God is with us all the time. What we lack is awareness. It's a great story in Genesis 28 where Jacob is in this desert place and he goes to sleep. And while he's sleeping, he has this dream and there's angels going up and down this ladder from heaven to earth. And he wakes up and he says, surely the Lord was in, is in this place and I was not aware of it. How awesome is this place? What turns a desert place into an awesome place? Awareness. He suddenly woke up to the fact that God was there right with him. And so when we take time to meditate and reflect, our awareness of God uh, suddenly begins to grow and we realize God is with us. Whether we may, may or not feel him or not, the truth is he is with us. And so our awareness grows and then our attentiveness also grows. Another well-known story in Exodus 3, where Moses is out in a desert dry place and he's walking along and he sees this bush uh, you might have heard the story and, and it's burning, but it's not consumed. And so Moses says, I'm going to go over and look at this strange site. Well, why does the bush not burn up? And the text says this, when the Lord saw that Moses had gone over to look, God called to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. I always thought the story was like this. The bush is burning and God's going, Moses, Moses, Moses. <laughs> and then Moses goes and has a conversation with God. But notice that the bush is burning. There's no voice. But when Moses turns aside and becomes attentive and says, I, I, I want to see what's happening here. When 
God saw that Moses took the time to look. Then God spoke to Moses. I wonder how many burning bushes we walked by this week where we were too busy to stop. And therefore, maybe we didn't hear what God wanted to say to us. When we stop, when we pause, when we take time aside, intentionally our awareness of God grows and our attentiveness, our ability to hear God's voice also grows. And so how do we do this in our lives? Well, I think just having a daily routine rhythm of Pulling aside and meditating and reflecting is helpful. Maybe you're a morning person and that's a great way to start the day. Just before the day kicks in, just to to pause and to be still and to connect with God. Maybe the end of the day works well for you where you just look back and say, well, how did today go? What went well? What didn't go so well? If I lived today over, what would I do differently? Just this habit of either in the morning or the evening on a daily basis, pulling aside and connecting helps our spiritual well-being, helps our sense of meaning and our sense of purpose in our life. And so daily is a great way to implement this habit. Uh, Weekly also, you know, the Sabbath was instituted by God and it was a way of reminding us that when we stop, the world keeps running even without our involvement. And so just a weekly, whether it's a Saturday or Sunday, just pausing, Uh, maybe closing all the devices and just having some time, being still, not doing, is another great way to implement this habit that helps our spiritual well-being. Uh, Maybe maybe on a monthly basis uh, you could do that. And then annually, I think it's great as we come to the end of the year, just to pause and say, well, how did this year go? And what does next year look like? And Uh, Unless you reflect on your life, you don't gain the insight that you need to not only live, but to live and learn. Uh, Again, if you're an activistic person like me, this is pretty difficult. Uh, I think I've told the story before, you know, when our kids were little, we used to take a long trip up to Queensland. And one of the things I hate to do on a long drive is stop for petrol. Because when I stop for petrol and I'm filling up all of those caravans and semi-trailers and slowpokes that I've been meticulously passing are now passing me. How annoying is that? I always wish someone would make a way to fill up with petrol without stopping. But the truth is, unless you stop, then you're not going to make the distance. And so if you're waiting for everything to be done before you pause, before you stop, before you be still and reflect, then you're probably never going to do so. But if we'll lean into this habit, uh, then we'll benefit from it greatly. If Jesus had this habit of regularly pulling aside, dismissing the crowd, getting out on the water, getting up on a hill, and just being alone and reflecting and meditating, then how much more uh, should we do the same? Uh, You know, sometimes if you've got a bucket of water and it's muddy, you know, you can just keep stirring the bucket and Not much is going to happen, but if you'll just be still and you'll just wait, eventually the debris falls to the bottom and you start to get some clarity. And so I want to encourage you as we're coming out of lockdown and life will get busy again, the hustle and bustle will pick up. Let's not lose this intentional uh, habit of being still, of reflecting, of leaning into our spiritual well-being. I want to finish today just by reading a poem that I wrote a few years ago for my own benefit in just reminding me the importance of this habit of being still, of pausing, of taking time just to connect with God on a personal and an intimate basis. Have a listen as I read this poem to you. 
quiet and still, peaceful, a new day born, hopeful, birds singing, joyful, heart beating, grateful, before the rush, before the noise, cacophony of activity, whirlwind of productivity, it's coming. Be still, wait, no rush, meditate. All you need, all you desire, here right now, come up higher, holy place, sacred time, not alone, heavenly company. Breathe out fear and worry. Breathe in peace and joy. Gentle brook, deep and wide. Come and drink life inside. Stay a while, morning moments. I so encourage you just before the day kicks off, just to take those morning moments. Or as I said, maybe it's evening just before the day finishes. I'll finish with this uh, psalm. Psalms 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. It's so easy to get caught up in being a human doing and there's so much to be done but learning just to be still and to know that he is God. And so I want to encourage you in that today as we nurture our own lives, particularly our spiritual well-being. That doesn't just happen uh, in the rat race of life. It happens when we intentionally take time, as Jesus did, to be still, to connect with God, to pause, to increase our awareness of God. He's with us all the time. We don't lack his presence. We just lack awareness. And then to be more attentive. Is there a burning bush on your path right now? Don't don't rush on by. Just pause and maybe God's wanting to speak to you. Maybe God's wanting to get your attention today. As we lean into this habit of stillness, reflection, meditation, retreating, pausing, being uh, alone and, and being silent, then we can nurture our spiritual well-being as well as tap into that sense of meaning and purpose for our lives. And so let me pray for you today. Dear God, thank you for bringing us through COVID-19. What an intense and difficult time it's been, this pandemic, where many have lost their lives and people have lost jobs and finances and many struggling with mental health issues of anxiety. And so, God, I pray for your grace to be more than enough for each of us today. Uh, We're thankful that we're coming out of that lockdown and restrictions are easing and we're seeing families and friends and we'll be able to gather again together as a community. And so I pray as we get back into the fast lane, as it were, with all the busyness and holidays coming and Christmas coming and the hustle and bustle of city life, Lord, that we won't lose this habit of being still, of pausing, of reflecting. Uh, As Jesus took this time, I pray that each of us will also do the same. And in doing so, we will connect with you more meaningfully. And we'll also just have that sense of purpose and meaning for our lives. And so I pray for each person watching today, uh, however this applies to them, Lord, that 
they will uh, instill this habit that's so life-giving uh, in, in their lives. I also pray for those that may be watching or listening today that don't know you in a personal way, that you'd reveal yourself to them today. Encourage them, Lord God. And I pray as we head to the Christmas and holiday season for a huge blessing on Bayside, Pastor Rob and Christy and the team, us as a congregation, uh, that we'll be able to continue to live out the great mission and vision you have for each one of us, Lord. That our lives would reflect you, bring glory to you, and that we'd have a, a hugely positive impact, not only in the Bayside area, but on our city and beyond. And so I pray a huge blessing on Bayside Church today. Thank you for our time together. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. I hope you have a great Christmas and uh, the coming year will be one of your best years yet. God bless you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.